Welcome back to She Is Becoming. We are a podcast of multi-generational women studying the word, dedicated to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I am your co-host, Delaney, and I am here in the studio with my co-host, Bev, and we're so excited to be back with you guys today. It's going to be a good day, and we have a special visitor yes, here we in, do. in our uh, sound booth here, and we are going to welcome Ashley Kensel. And she, of course, is part of our worship team and leader and most famously a mother of four darling ones. So cute. They're so, so cute. cute. <laughs> and um, we have invited her here today in order to give an important illustration from her own life uh, on the topic of the day. Ashley, would you like to say hello? Yes, it's so good to be back with you guys. I had a blast with you this last time. It's awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're so glad you're back. Thank you. All right. So what are we talking about today, Beth? Well, our, our topic of the day is really an important one. It's identity. This identity is for the believer only as we talk about it today. Understanding our identity goes through a radical change when we receive Christ. The very core of our being is changed forever. Now, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, this is foundational stuff. It's Absolutely. foundational, and, it, and it's like the root that affects all of the above-the-ground plant. It's super important to understand our identity in Christ. So, Delaney, why don't you start us off with some scripture that really informs our, our identity? Absolutely. I would love to do that. Um, I also just want to say before we dive into this verse, that's one of my favorite verses in the Bible, um, not knowing your identity and not knowing who you are is detrimental to you. (laughs) It leaves you so unfulfilled, um, empty, really insecure. Big word there. (laughs) Super insecure. And it also, you're always just looking for meaning or some purpose, like something to fill you. And so it also leaves you chained to like this very conditional means of like happiness, hope, and love. And knowing who you are like changes everything. And I'm so glad that we have a God that says a lot about who you are. Like that is so cool that he has so, like he says so much about us. So the verse we want to be in a little bit today is 1 Peter 2, 9. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of the darkness into his marvelous lights. So I love, you know, each of these things. So I want to spend like a second on each of these words. So chosen race, this means that you are selected, you are chosen, and This language is so specific and intentional is why I love it so much. And it also means that you were elected before you were even born, like to be God's. God chose you and he plucked you out. Like he plucked you out of sin and darkness and death. And so I want you to hear this, sister, like you are chosen and it's without earning and it's without merit. It's totally undeserving that God chose you. And that is such a beautiful truth. So it also says that you are a royal priesthood. So we know that God is a king. Our father is a king. So this makes you royalty. You're a daughter of the king. You're a princess. And I love that, which is so cool. I'm like, I'm looking at Bev over here and I'm like, (laughs) I think we all could use a little. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a princess. I just want to say that. Anyways. um, I'll I'll get your crown for you. Thank you. Thank you. You know me too well. Um, So before the Holy Spirit, like permanently indwelled believers, access to God was drastically different. We see this in the Old Testament, um, really before the Holy Spirit came down um, at Pentecost, but you had a priest that acted on your behalf. He mediated for you before God. Um, So 
now our access to God is so different because we have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. So we have access to God like the priesthood and more so. And now we actually have enabling from God to obey what God says about who we are, which is so cool. So that is what the royal priesthood means. And then we have holy nation. So that means that you are distinct. You're set apart from the world. You're a saint. And when God transformed your heart, your identity shifted from sinner to saints. And that's who you are now. You are a saint. And this means that you are not who you think you are. You are not who culture says that you are. You are who God says you are. And he says that you are a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a chosen race. So then we have at the end of the verse, it says a people for God's own possession. This means that you belong. You belong to God and your salvation is preserved by him. And then it says that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you. And the who of who you are informs the why of why you are here. And you are called for a purpose to proclaim who God is. And your life magnifies the one who saves you. And this calling is key to everything. Like this calling makes you a being because the Bible says that we were dead in our sin, but God reaches down to our lifeless corpse and makes us alive. So God calls you into life, tells us who you, tells you who you are, and then gives you a purpose. The whole thing. It's so full circle. So one of my favorite quotes about this is, um, it's we humans must confess I am because he is. Only God can say, I am who I am. Because you can't be defined by yourself or even by another person because you are dependent on someone for your existence. The only one who needs no one is God. The I am who I am. And that I am is the one who is telling you who you are, which is so cool. It is. I, beautifully said. Thank you. I love that part. Like just that whole verse and that now, like we're not the pre-Christ position where we're an orphan and we don't have identity. Now we're chosen, called, we're a saint, we're royalty, and we belong. But what if we don't know this or believe it? Uh, When I hear, you know, when I'm reading in the Bible and I see the words, the saints or saint, I think, I wonder, am I a part of that? I remember really struggling with that, thinking, am I really a saint? Right. Uh, What's happening in my head, Delaney, that we need to talk about today? Yeah, I think that I think that sometimes we think that we're not saints because we're, we're like, I'm not perfect yet, mm-hmm. so I can't be like in that category. Um, but that's actually not what the Bible says. Like he says that you are a saint. It doesn't mean that you're perfect, but it means that like your status before God is a saved and saint. Yeah, but we believe a lot of lies, don't we? We hear so those many. messages in our head. And we kind of act out of our old self that's supposed to be dead. Yeah. But we, we br- breathe life into them when we start believing some of these lies that uh, we think are true about us but are no longer true about us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're so inclined to believe what the world says, even over the word of God. So true. And that's where our identity really gets messed up. Um, let's turn back to Ashley Delaney right now. And uh, Ashley, could you share with us your story in finding your identity? Yeah, absolutely. I think, gosh, this is such an important conversation. I feel like it's come up so much, especially as we as a church have been studying Ephesians. Mm-hmm. And yes. this is who mm-hmm. you are. This is who you are pre-Christ. This is who you are now that you're in Christ. Mm-hmm. And now we walk worthy of that calling. And, you know, for myself, I, I teased that I was basically born into Christianity because mm-hmm. I was born into a Christian home and I could sing. And so I was singing solos in large churches when I was eight years old. And oh my. there was a subtle shift that happened because of that where my identity was not about who I was in Christ, but 
the image that I portray, portrayed to people. Mm-hmm. So it was about how was I dressed and right. and was I being a, a good girl? Public, and a very public absolutely, life all of a sudden. Yeah. Absolutely. Just a, a paper doll of sorts. Sure. Um, this is what you need to look like because you have this influence. And so really the, the lies that I began to believe were under the umbrella of this false identity of being the good girl. And mm. so everything fell under what would a good girl do, right? Instead of like, what would Jesus do? What would right. a good girl do? <laughs> yeah. So it was, well, a good girl wouldn't engage in that kind of conflict or a good girl wouldn't establish those boundaries or a good girl wouldn't say that or talk to this person or be seen watching this show. And, and over time, what started to happen was really, I began to cultivate a moral life rather than a transformed life in Christ. Mm. And this is something that now that I'm raising four children, I'm, I'm cognizant of all the time of, you know, are we teaching our children just to be moral because mom and dad are in the ministry? Or are we looking for the markers of a life that's truly been transformed by Jesus Christ? Because if we if we continue to cultivate moralism in our relationships with people, like this is what I expect you to be because this is what makes me comfortable, not this is what God God's word says, right. then I think we teach people the, the greatest lie of all, which is you're fine because you have the approval of man, not because you're living based on the word of God. Yeah, it's so subtle. So, so subtle. When did this revelation come to you that of the lies that you were believing? Honestly, the, the biggest revelations have been in this last year. Um, honestly, I began having just terrible, terrible anxiety. I would lead worship and I would come off the platform and, and have massive panic attacks and I, I couldn't figure out why. And I really now see that the Lord was bringing me into a place of safety to tackle these things that I have carried for so long. And, you know, they didn't seem heavy at first. Um, I had the stamina of a young woman. And mm-hmm. so I could, you Plow know, so to, it, right? Right? so to speak, it. in my mm-hmm. own strength, yep. I could maintain the appearance of righteousness. But mm-hmm. now that I'm 33 and I'm shepherding these small children's hearts and I'm serving my husband in ministry, I don't have the strength to deceive myself into thinking that I can rely on my own strength anymore. Could it be too, Ashley, that this is God time for you to Absolutely. be healed? And that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. You're come he out, gets the credit. Right, right. And you come out on the other side of that. Yes. So much stronger in him. Yes. In every way. Because otherwise the good girl would have said, well, look at me. I went to counseling. Yeah. I took my vitamins. Okay. Check, I did the check, things check, I was check. supposed to. So mm-hmm. I kind of had a part of my healing. Yeah. And instead I'm over here on this trajectory of I'm fine. I'm fine. And the Lord is, is coming beside me saying, no, you're not. But I am. I'm yeah. sufficient. And I'm going to meet you in that. He's so kind to show us he these is. things at the right time when when he has built us up enough to handle it. Yes. I've had many situations like that where I've thanked God for his graciousness. Yeah. That it uh, he, he wasn't he wasn't just throwing it in my face. He he brought it to me in a loving way, but mm-hmm. I had big healing to do as yeah. well, Ashley. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that with us. I really appreciate that. And I know many can relate to that. Um, in fact, I want to share a couple of my lies that I was believing as well. I always thought I was being judged on how I looked. Mm-hmm. My parents were very, um, they kept praise away. Mm-hmm. And um, they were both pretty insecure themselves and had grown up in a hard environment. Oh, the only time I heard praise from them is when I looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been a great burden in so many ways. Also, I b- have believed the lie that I am less. I'm less. I'm less educated, less lovable, less talented, less successful in many areas of life. The lie here is measuring myself 
by the world's standards and by people's opinions instead of my identity in Christ Mm -hmm. and who he says I am. Even at age 67, I'm not ashamed of my age. I kind of brag about it. I actually love that about you. Yeah, it's dope. Even at age 67, I still at times fight these thoughts. You know, they're so deep and they were learned so young. I need to go to scripture every day to remind myself who I am before God and that what counts is what he thinks. Mm. I am not less in his eyes. Can you imagine? He died for me. Why would why would I think he thinks less of me when he did that? That was proof of the love that mm. has no bounds. I am in his kingdom where the world standards are obsolete. Mm. I'm his daughter and my father is sovereign over my life. So I live a different way now. I live to please him first and foremost in all things. I have a little saying I say in my head often, especially before I step into serving him in some way. Everything for my king. Mm, Everything. I want to give it all and lay it all down. It really also helps me when I focus on the long view of eternity. Don't get so wrapped up in the moment or these thoughts. Think about the glorious kingdom to come and my life with him forever. Yeah, I literally had to pray. I literally had to say that to myself on the way here. Did you really? Yeah, I prayed that in the car. Yeah. That's crazy that you said that. We think we're the only ones thinking these thoughts and believing these lies. But look at this. Look, we have a sisterhood going Mm -hmm. on right here where we are seeing the lies that the enemy brings our ways our way. Delaney, let's yes. hear your the turn. lies, dear. It's your oh, turn. Oh, man. I was like, when you Confess. guys were talking, I was like, okay, well, I, Spit believe, it out. I believe that lie. Um, I believe that lie. Right? The hardest part about <laughs> this was like not competing with each other's lies. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, boy. Well, I'm like, even though I have um, believed all of those these lies at some point, um, I think a big one for me is that I am un- unlovable, which is something just so against what God says. Like, I think that's one of the things, like, in Scripture, he says over and over is, like, you are beloved. Like, I love you. Like, I did this because I love you. And I, you know, I don't think this was something that my parents instilled in me. I think my parents totally love me. I never had any doubt that my parents mm-hmm. love me. So I don't think, like, this stemmed from there. I think it had to have just, it's just the enemy. And for me, it was, like, always trying to fill love with something else. So this is like a huge part of just my testimony is like I felt unlovable and then I got attention from a guy and then I got pregnant. Like that was the, that was the order of events for me. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, just <laughs> even though I'm not perfect, that I, that I still have those moments, um, I think living on the flip side when you've experienced God's love over and over and over again, and now you know the discipline more of this is a lie in the name of Satan. Like, this is a lie. This is not the gospel. This is so anti-God. And now it's like I'm able to speak truth to myself better. And thank God we have the Holy Spirit, like, helping us to do that. But that was, like, a huge one for me that I just was like, I'm, no, I don't know. Like, I, I just always felt like that. But I also am with you on the how you look thing. That has always oh, been a huge for me. I was like, until I was like 18, I thought I was literally so ugly. And I don't know where I got that. Oh, boy, Ashley. Can you believe it? Look at this. Oh, look listen, at this woman guys, here before us. It's That is such a lie. I was going to say It this. is a lie, but it's like, why, you know what I mean, though? I do. I do. I it's totally like, why do. do we think this? That's yeah. what's amazing about just sitting with you two and hearing you sharing, like Delaney, the, the second that you said, I, I don't feel lovable, I, I 
you know, it makes me well up with tears. So I'm mm-hmm. looking at you. I'm like, that blows. Don't that, make me cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that blows my mind. And when yeah. I hear you say, mm-hmm. I don't feel beautiful. I, I think there's something precious about mm-hmm. when we, when we speak the lies that we believe yeah. and we feel that sense of shock from our sisters mm-hmm. because what they believe about us is is beautiful and rich and true and yeah. based on God's word. And they're literally shocked that this is the baggage that we've been carrying in secret. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm so thankful too that like, even though I think it's a process of healing, but like God really showed me that you believe this. And it was like, for me, it was such a tangible, like, series of events that he brought it to me so then I was able to recognize pretty early and so I think that's been such a blessing for me because the way that I was heading like if God hadn't showed me that lie like that's kind of scary to think about it is it is but in his mercy he reached out and assured you of his love in the most deepest of ways because when you're in a painful situation like that Delaney you have got both ears listening Mm -hmm. for God and you really listened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that is just such a lie there. But I love how you said, I speak truth to myself. Mm-hmm. And I think the only way to combat these lies is to speak truth, yeah. who we are in Christ, back to ourselves. Yeah. Amen. I am loved. And don't accept those lies into your mind. Don't dwell on them. It, you're going to get them flown in there. I mean, that's just the habits in our lives. Yeah. But you don't have to ruminate on it you don't have to you know just keep going over it and over it and over it and when you see your behavior starting to live out those lies that's when you've got to again remind yourself of that truth and pull back and get yourself back on you know what god thinks yeah what you think you know we sometimes we believe these false emotions and Mm -hmm. they're just that they are they're false emotions they're false emotions and i think too it's like the more you like grow in your walk with Christ, the more you're able to recognize and combat. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. why partly like why I love like that we're learning and talking about these things because like it just you're you're it's a little easier to combat. I think the more that you recognize and realize and you're you're just I don't know it Although, gets easier hopefully at 67 Delaney yeah not that I it's... will tell you I will tell you there will be new things that will pop up mm. oh no yeah <laughs> don't just, say that that's just, a word <laughs> oh, sorry you too well, please no but well. just just this last month the Lord has showed me some things that um had kind of gotten ugly in my life mm. and he took some hard circumstances in order to reveal that to me and I'm so grateful he did because I've gone through the repentance and um seeing it now I feel so much better and cleansed. I too was getting filled with anxiety and I, mm-hmm. I, I recognized it finally for what it was Yes, and named it and gave it up to God. And that has just helped Brain. me so much. Brain. But I, you know, our sanctification will not finish until we see him face to face and the it will be changed yeah. and be just like him. Yeah. Amen. Ladies. Amen. Yeah. Gotta so we have to me. be patient and loving with ourselves as mm-hmm. well. Well, let's move along now into another, um, part of identity that's very important. That is exactly how to walk out this um, identity in Mm -hmm. Christ. And of course, we have been in Ephesians uh, this year in our women's Bible study. Um, And this is what he writes in Ephesians 4. Paul is writing here. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility, gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, being diligent to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Mm -hmm. Wow. Does he say a lot in a few words? My goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some wonderful truths to remind ourselves of here. First of all, um, live this life 
worthy of your calling. The Apostle Paul has previously laid out in the book of Ephesians what our God has given us in order to call him to himself. Mm-hmm. Here's what he's given us when we those first three chapters in Ephesians. Yeah. I'm just going to go through the list real fast. Do it, do it. We're blessed with every spiritual blessing. We are holy. We are blameless. We are predestined. We're adopted. We have sonship. We have the Holy Spirit. We have God's power. We have God's undeserved grace. We have peace with God. We have boundless riches in Christ. Mm. The full measure of God's love, Delaney. The full measure. The full Come measure. There you go. Come Underline on. that in your Bible. Amen. <laughs> uh, and the freedom to approach God and pray with confidence. So Paul says, now, in light of all these things, he starts chapter 4 with that verse that I read to exhort us to walk worthy of this amazing life and this amazing identity now that we have in Christ. Mm. We are a new creation. All things have become new in us. This is what's true about us now. Thank God. So here are the five graces that that Paul begins to teach on that we really need to consider and to incorporate into our life, of course, with the help of the Holy Spirit. Humble, gentle, patient, love, and unity. Five graces right there. Mm. And these graces are to become an ever-increasing characteristic in our new identity in Christ. The chief one, really, is humble. Mm -hmm. This means to think of yourself correctly and even lowly. Now, you don't self-loathe. But you realize that you're kind of who you are before the Lord. That's what you realize. Isaiah 6. Right. There we go. You're humbled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, humility. You know how prickly pride is? Pride can't take correction. Mm-hmm. Pride can't stand failure. Mm. Pride can't stand someone else in the limelight. Pride can't stand it when you're not right. Mm. It, you, you are prickly. So if you are prickly today, just search your heart for some pride. Yeah. Pride is not like Jesus. Jesus is described as humble, and he became a servant. The next grace is gentleness. This is really power under control. Gentleness, another word for that in the Bible is meekness. I love that term, power under control. Mm. Gentleness, meekness does not mean you are just a rug. Uh, Not at all. Uh, Jesus was humble and gentle or meek. He was humble and meek. Can you imagine? Uh, Then the fruit of the Spirit, patience. This just means we have a long fuse with people. We don't retaliate, Mm -hmm. right? That's a hard Boy, do we need a long fuse. (laughs) You know, God is slow to anger. Remind yourself of that mm-hmm. if you find yourself just kind of flying off the handle more than you'd like. Another grace here is bearing with one another. This is an expression of patience. We're to support each other. Unity is to be the goal, the last one here. And as you practice the four other graces, you're going to keep the unity in the body of Christ. And these five graces really are an outworking when that new life has been planted in us. This is our potential to have Mm. these kinds of graces flowing from us. And don't we all want to be like this? This is our new identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. I just want to turn to Ashley for a minute and wonder, Ashley, if any of those graces really got your attention. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, humility is the biggest one because with this former identity of being the good girl, I mean, it's rooted in self-righteousness and just a constant vacillation between having too low of a view of yourself and too high of a view. And that humility piece, when you cannot give grace to yourself, the grace that God has given you freely, there's absolutely no way that you're going to be able to give that to other people. And uh, I spent a lot of, of my life as a, a young girl, um, competing 
not just with other people, but competing for God's glory, all in the context of the local church. It reminds me of of the soldiers casting lots at the foot of Jesus, um, playing games at the foot of the cross. So, so near to the the cause of Christ, and yet so far from it, because it was all about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get, it, that's I get the that. natural way. Yeah, it really is. You have to have a conscious effort not to go that way. Yeah, and how good of God to to bring this um, into your life now. You're only 33. You have so many beautiful years ahead mm-hmm. of serving Him, being free from that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one though for all of us. I think, like you said, like how prickly pride is. <laughs> it is prickly. Oh man, I just recognized some of that in myself. Mm-hmm. Like five minutes ago, like yeah. totally. Yeah. And aren't we good at really softening it so that it makes sense rather oh, than yeah. saying, you Just know what, so. that's not of God and I need to crucify that mm-hmm. in my life. We totally rationalize it. Oh yeah. We say, I can feel this way because of this and this and that. Yeah. And we start. I'm to- a great apologist for my own pride. <laughs> there, there you go. Oh, that is well said. <laughs> that is so funny. Well, Delaney, would you wrap us up here today? Yeah. I just, I just want to say do like. I love how full circle this all is, like all those qualities that you just said, like in Ephesians, who we're emulating in this, we're we're emulating Christ. And so what I love is that God says, I am who I am. He says, you are who I say you are. And then he says, show them who I am. And when we're doing that, that, we are showing who God is. It's so full circle. And I also love how we've been talking about um, Ephesians because I also like had a note here that I also love the order of events like in Ephesians, like the order of the chapters that God says, um, this is who you are. And then he says, walk in a manner worthy of your calling. And then he says, now you know who you are, suit up. Yes. Get ready. Yeah. Like put that armor on. Let's go. And yeah, put that armor on. um, Live life knowing who you are in obedience, um, resisting temptation, standing against the devil, standing against lies. And so our challenge for you, sister, is are you living in that truth, knowing who you are, acting like who God says you are and fighting for truth? So I think that's something that we can all just be thinking about. And then also like like you said, like live in a manner worthy of your calling. So what could you change in your life if you lived out who God says that you are? Like what would change? Everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. There's so many things. And then what lies are you believing about yourself that you need to put off? I think that's a big one. Yeah. Maybe they should name one right now as they're listening out loud. Pray right now. Mm -hmm. You know the lie. Like I'm sure like the Holy Spirit has brought it to your mind. Like, man, (laughs) I'm thinking of another one. Like, (laughs) but it's like, you know, like I just, yeah, I just love your eyes' honesty too, like in all of this. And like for the sisters that's listening, like you're not alone in that lie. No. Yeah. That's so the devil to think too. There's another lie from the devil that you think you're alone in the lie. He's really got a top 10 list. And I think he uses them again and again and again. Yeah. You think you're alone in the lie and you're not. Um, One of my favorite quotes is Christian selfhood is not defined in terms of who we are in and of ourselves. It's defined in terms of what God does to us and the relationship he creates with us and the destiny he appoints for us. God made us who we are so we could make known who he is. Our identity is for the sake of making known his identity. Amen. Wow. Amen. Will you pray? I will. 
Heavenly Father, as we've really poured out our hearts today and have searched for truth and reminded ourselves of really what's true about us, I pray that each and every listener and the three of us here in studio, Lord, that you would uh, work in our lives, our minds, our hearts, that we would recognize these lies, confess them to you, and to to, uh, search your word to find out what is true instead. Help us, Lord, to stand in our true identity in Christ so that we might make you known. Lord, all this is to make you known for your glory, for your fame. We give you all the praise and thanks. In your name. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Ashley. It was great to be with you. And it was uh, so great to be with you, sisters. Um, Join us in two Mondays on She Is Becoming.